30 for 30. It's the signing day spectacular for 2022. The Illini class of 2023 uh, for basketball has been signed, both men's and women's. Uh, and it's it's a good one, Mike. they got to be pretty excited about the guys they've added this year. Yeah, I think this is one that I really think the coaches looked for fit in terms of what they really needed for that roster. Of course, you got to guess a little bit with the with the transfer portal. And I think they looked for an attitude of everyday guys. Yeah, and they get everyday guys. Uh, we'll start at the top, the highest rated recruit. And that was Amani Hansberry um, out of Baltimore, Maryland. Chester Frazier's stomping grounds, and he was in on Hansberry early. Hansberry, um, interesting, you know, I got to watch Hansberry play a lot in the spring and the summer. Uh, and he is a kid, even from April – to July, he made huge strides. I mean, he was always a good player. Obviously, he was like, he was player of the year, you know, and won a state title as a junior. Yeah, so yeah. it's not like he was bad. Right, Let's be right. clear. He was really good. In the spring, though, you could see him. He still wasn't that, he didn't have that great, his body wasn't as, as good as it was in July. Gets himself in better shape, keeps developing those skills. He's always had great hands, great footwork, smart kid, knows how to play the game, a great passer. And then here we go in July, and he's first-team All-Peach champ. I mean, this kid, he had a fantastic July. Walking double-double. Great rebounder. If he gets his hands on the ball, it's his. Um, and, and, you know, he showed the ability to make jump shots. He showed the ability to score in the post. He showed the ability to, you know, run the floor, get garbage buckets, whatever it is. Just did a little bit of everything. And then and the other thing was, could he defend out on the floor? And he showed the ability to move his feet, too, um, at six foot eight and you know, somewhere around 235, uh, 230, 235-ish, somewhere in that range, depending on how it was. I think he'd actually like to be at 225 and, and just kind of build up some muscle from that point. So, But he's definitely a, a really good uh, guy to add to this class because versatility and ability to play inside now. Yeah, and I think the other thing is, is you know, it's got to be attractive for him to see a guy like Fletch you know, to help him put on the type of weight that he wants to put on and shape the body because physically he's got a lot of tools. When you're talking to a guy who's six foot eight, you know, with a seven foot wingspan, um, you put the right physique on that. Um, and, and all of a sudden you've got, you've got a player who's really hard to match up with, especially with that type of length when he's guarding other guys at the six, eight to six, 10 height. Yep, yep, no doubt. Hansberry is a special. He was the guy that Underwood said we we have to get him. He's the guy in this class. I said we need to get him. And, and Chester Frazier, you know, got it done. And Brad, Brad, as Brad said, his assistants did a fantastic job of setting it up so he could be the closer. And really cool thing about this only class is all three assistants had a guy. You know, that was their guy that they brought in. Second guy is of course uh, Draven Gibbs Lahorn, who is a former Purdue commit. I will tell you, Mike, I watched him in April and I was watching the AAU circuit over in Indy. Mm -hmm. I was thinking to myself, this guy is going to light Illinois up for four years at Purdue because, you know, he's, he's a little small, six foot six one. Um, he's got, you know, but he can just score. He can put the ball in the basket. He gets the rim. He can pass. He is fantastic in ball screens, which Brad Underwood, when he sees guys who can navigate ball screens, I mean, he just gets excited. He's like, Oh, we got to get it. So, you know, so he was watching that guy too. It's like, 
you know, thinking about playing against him for four years. Then he, you know, his, obviously his recruitment opens up. Tim Anderson steps in and says, hey, you know, we need another, we need another guard. We need another point guard. This guy who can score. You know, Illinois, of course, doesn't know, you know, whether Sky Clark, you know, is Sky Clark a one-year, two-year guy? What's his thing? So, you know, they got to have some other, they don't, and they don't have enough point guards this year. Jay Nepp's more of a scoring guard. They can place a point. Sincere Harris, I don't know what he is except a freak athlete, but um, <laughs> so, you know, a guy who's more of that, you know, guy really comfortable with the ball in his hands. And, and that was Draven Gibbs, the horn. And he was really good in April. I think there was a little pressure on him in July, um, but he's going to play a high level schedule at Montverde. Um, he's going to play, he's be the starting point guard. Just a kid. I mean, this is a great addition. Another highly ranked kid, former five-star before he got hurt, you know, slides down. He's in the what 70 range, roughly composite. So, that's still that's an elite four star kid that you you get this kind of guys you keep stacking these classes together this is when you're successful. Yeah, and and you know he's he's six foot tall, he's slightly built, and when I watch him play, I think of I think he plays a little bit like a, a obviously shorter but a version of Steph Curry. He's got that ability to create space with his speed. His ball handling is good. He's got the shot. He finds ways to fill up the hoop. Um, it, you know, he's one of these guys that I think could be undervalued right now in this class and, and very similar, not maybe not quite as uh, dramatic, you know, but I, I thought Sky Clark at 29 was a heck of a quote deal, you know, considering he was top 10 before the knee injury. And I think you're looking at another guy here that pre-injury, you know, was much higher ranked. And, and I think Illinois is, is, you know, they always say in stocks, you know, buy low and sell high. And I think both players Illinois got when they were, you know, kind of at a quote low unquote, although I would have killed to be ranked in the top 100, Um, you know, (laughs) but it's all relative, Mike. Yes, it is. Isn't it? And, and so I, I think they've got a guy here that people may overlook and then all of a sudden go, wow, he can score because you know, as well as I do basketball skills, are you know are important but being able to score is the most important skill that you have in basketball yeah i mean at the end of the game they keep score it's not yes, how many sir. charges you drew or how yeah. many like cool plays you made or that you were really solid defensively it's whether yep. or not you score if your team scores more you win yes, and, and exactly. we can talk we talk all the coaches like defense wins championships you know what if you don't score enough it doesn't <laughs> It doesn't matter yeah. how good your defense is. Just ask Chicago Bear fans. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's true. So the, uh, that's true. That third guy is <laughs> a little different, a little different path for Zachary Perrin. Um, Zachary Perrin is actually supposed to be in the 22 class. He's supposed to be on campus now. Um, there were some issues with, you know, transfer issues with, you know, coming from, you know, Europe because they have different rules there. So, um, and so he's at Sunrise Christian. He goes ahead and, you know, signs to Illinois again. This kid is uh, just uh, – he played at FIBA. He's the only – I haven't seen him live, obviously. I didn't go to France yeah. to watch him. But um, I have seen him film. Um, the other two guys I've seen alive a lot. But I haven't seen him. I watched him on film. And I'm telling you, he reminds me so much of James Augustine. He is left-handed. He's six foot ten. Runs the floor well, chases, hunts down rebounds. Um, he has the ability to score, but doesn't necessarily have to score. You know what I mean? If he scores eight points and grabs eleven rebounds, takes three shots, he's happy with that. And it, but the other thing that he does 
fantastic feel for the game, ability yeah. to understand, you know, how to play. I think there's going to be some adjustment. I think it's really good for him to be at Sunrise Christian right now, playing against those guys in more of the American style because the FIBA game is a little bit different. The spacing's more. Yep. You can do some different things in the FIBA game. And the college game, as we know, is not for the faint-hearted, right? And so he's going to have to learn that physicality aspect, I think, when he when he starts playing. But he's got great skills. He's probably, as he develops his athleticism, the other guy you can compare him to, I think he's a better shooter. When you look at the skills, like the ball skills of like a Trace Jackson Davis, who's left-handed, who can do some things. I mean, those are guys that, you know, people have said Coleman Hawkins too. I know that Illinois coaching staff has used him a little bit like Coleman. I think he's more physical. He's more of a rebounding, you know, like kind of that physical, more of a five than Coleman is. But I really think James Augustine is the guy because he runs the floor. He changes ends really well. Now, does he have a ways to go to be like a, a, a really like – a star in college. I think he does, but I don't know if that's, that might be two years. So, you know, he gets in, a, in, if he gets in with Fletch next summer, change his body, he becomes more athletic, more bouncy. And who knows by next spring, we might be going, wow, where'd this guy come from? How do you, you know, how did the Illinois get this guy? Jeff Alexander was the guy on him. Saw him in Europe has spent a ton of time as you know, to make sure this is how good they think he is. Just this is the great example. Like, at, he's at sunrise this fall. Illinois has been in to see him five times. Now you can five times this fall, whether it be at open gyms or workouts or whatever. Since he arrived in September, it's been like, boom, we're gonna get there as much as we possibly can to make sure he knows we still want him in the orange and blue. Yeah, and and he, for those who don't know, you know the Europe. European game, you really get guys with some pretty solid fundamentals. So their foundation, you know, if you think of building a house, you need a solid foundation. Well, you know, he can, he can, he sees the court well, he can handle the ball well, he can shoot well, gives him such a foundation. Now he has to get used to the American game with, let's face it, superior athleticism. And, and he's got to get used to that physicality. I think Sunrise Christian is a perfect fit for him to get the adjustment as he moves into the college game. And I, I really think this, this kid is, again, Illinois has, has really pulled in a class that, that if, if you don't really follow basketball, you can go, oh, it's a good class and just move on to the next you know class that has a guy who has five stars next to his name. Or you can look at this class and you can say, well, we got we got two guys who are underrated and a guy from France that nobody knows about. And I think you're going to find, like, when we look backwards at this class, we're all going to be going, well, what, well, why didn't we think this was a great class? How did we how did we not think that? And the other thing is, is when you look at this group of freshmen this year, it's such a good class. And then you can see Morez Johnson at 6'10". And potentially, we keep hearing rumblings, you know, there could be maybe a James Brown type of player, you know, and and maybe a wing coming into that class in 2024. This class kind of gets left behind. And I think, um, I don't think the coaches think that, but I think the fans might not pay enough attention to this class until they come and they start performing in the orange and blue. 
Yeah, the, the two, think about that two-year cycle of seven guys that they brought in the last two years. You know, you got the Sky Clark, Jaden Epps, and Draven Gibbs LaHorn. You've brought Sincere Harris and Ty Rogers. You've, and then you throw in Zachary Perrin and, and uh, Amani Hansberry. I mean, that's the kind of thing. You put yeah. those guys together, throw in a big wing from the transfer portal, and shoot it, and let's go and, play, right? And, I mean, and, you know, and, Merez is, and Merez isn't even here yet. <laughs> no, I know. And Merez Johnson, who's, who might be – as good an athlete at six foot ten as as Illinois had in, I, I don't even know ever when. ever. I mean, I, mean, I, I watched him. I, I I watched him last Thanksgiving, and I'll tell you what I was amazed by. One was the athleticism, but the other thing is, you know, we talk so much about the fight and the dog, um, and the everyday guy. And here I watched this guy at six nine, you know, in high school, um, uh, you know, and as a sophomore. And he's sliding on the on the ground for loose balls. And I mean, God help the six two guy who thinks he's gonna get to the ball quicker than Morez as Morez goes, you know, through him to get to a loose ball. Um, so when I look at what what uh Underwood and the coaches are getting in terms of I mean, Ty Rogers is an is an excellent example of that. Terrence Shannon Jr., you know, they're getting guys who wanna win and they don't mind doing the dirty work to make that happen. And this class looks like the same type of player. Yeah, I agree. I I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really excited about this class now. So the men, obviously it's a top 20, I think it's a top 20 class. Um, and you know what, if you go back to where these guys could be like Zachary, Zachary Perrin, let's be honest. Most of these recruiting sites don't rank him. Right. But he is considered a top five European kid in the class of 2022 just turned 18 in August. This could, could, I mean, this is a, if you ranked him in America, he's probably into the, he's probably in that top 50 range because yep. you don't have six, 10 guys. You can do those things. So you've got Hansberry blowing up. You've got LaHorn who at one time was a five-star gets hurt maybe. And then Purdue was like, after last spring, everybody's like, this kid's awesome. Right. So you put these guys together. This is really, I think it's a little bit underrated undersold as yep. top 20 class could be a, definitely a top 15, top 10 class. So you start stacking these classes together and you've already got the, the baseline of a, an elite 24 class. So things are definitely looking good for the Illini men's basketball program uh, moving forward. And we know that the success they've had in the portal with, you know, whether it be Alfonso Plummer or whether it be uh, Terrence Shannon or Matthew Meyer. So pretty good job in the portal as well. So yep. now let's uh, let uh, the men are in pretty good place. Now let's talk about the women. The women's basketball team got off to a great start rolling over Long Island. Long Island? Is that who they played? Long Island? 75 to 40. Um, great, great uh, start for the Shauna Green era. On the same day, they inked two uh, prep stars. Um, Mike, 38 points, six points a game. Gretchen Dolan, 38.6 points a game. That's an average. That's her average last year as a junior. I don't know. How do you increase that? What do you, you have to get over 40? I don't know because, you know, it, it, back when I played, our high school team didn't average 38 points a game because <laughs> we played, We you know, there was no shot clock. So we were content to pass the ball around for a while because we were tired from running up and down the court. So we averaged like 30, you know, eight, 37 a game. So she could basically single-handedly outscore us by herself. I so 
I have a little bit of girls basketball background here. My daughter scored 20 points a game her junior year, right? 20 points a game. And you're obviously focal focal point for every other team, et cetera, et cetera. And it was, it's hard to score 20 points a game when everybody's trying to guard you. I mean, that's a lot of points. I mean, she scored over 2000 points or I score. I can't imagine that 40 points. I mean, you're going to have games when you light that up, but, this is an average. We're not talking exactly. about at one time. Okay. Somebody scored a big game. Oh, whatever. But every game you're putting up 38 I and mean, she's had 10 40 point games last year and like three 50 point games. That's just nuts. I mean, this girl can score. Um, so now I didn't know the connection. Did you know the connection? Mike? I did not. So she, her mom, the connection, Shauna green played at Canisius, right. And was the all-time leading scorer. Evidently, her mom may have has a connection to Canisius, and this is all the and all this. Her mom is also the coach at of her high school team. Okay, and so this was how they all kind of this. I, I should have known she's going to pick Illinois after the visit, after you know all that stuff. But her final two, how about this? Just like us, Mike. Final two: Illinois and Harvard. Those are your final two choices. I went to the Harvard of the Midwest, <laughs> which is Southern Illinois University. So I know <laughs> how that. It's the Harvard of Southern Illinois. Uh, yeah, well, we'll, well, well the Harvard of Carbondale. Harvard of Carbondale. So we'll go with that. So no, I, that, I will say one thing though too is is all of a sudden you know you you've got it now you've got a player who literally allows everybody else to have a little bit more space because you you literally can't you know you and I both coach basketball. A person like this, you've got to dedicate generally almost one pass removed has to be able to help on her. Yep. And all of a sudden, now your whole defense gets skewed because you have to know where she's at every minute. And then I think that leads us to the other person that they signed, and I'll let you go over there. But if you if you let this gal unguarded or you let Adalia unguarded, well, there's going to be some problems here. Yeah, you've got a slasher. Who can get to the rim? Adalia gets to the rim. We've talked Adalia McKenzie. Um, but now you've got Corey Allen. She's the yes. other one. Goes to Montverde also. Another another great program to get. I mean, if you're getting kids from Montverde, that's yeah. good, right? Yeah. And so that's what you want to do. So you get the girl from – she's originally from Nashville. Went to Montverde because during the pandemic and they weren't playing, so she went down there. Fantastic player. She They call her big guard Corey. She's, a, she's five foot ten. 5'11", maybe. She's strong, physical. She's one of those kids, kind of like I look at like a Darren Williams. When, remember when Darren used to get guys on his hip or shoulder and he yeah, just shed done. them? And there's yeah. like, and it's just like they'd go rolling back and you'd wonder what happened. Well, this is, this is her. <laughs> so now if you have that kind of space where you got spacers like uh, Gretchen Dolan, she gets going downhill, it's over. I mean, you can't get back in front of her because you can't get around her because she's got those hips. She's got that hip into you, and she knows how to use it and get there. She can shoot it, too. She's just a scorer. You know, and what I love about her, you know, both these girls, you know, Ked's had him on her, his podcast. They're so confident. Like, I mean, yes. they think, you can't guard me, and, and you can't outshoot me. You can't guard me, whatever. I mean, I can do this. She's also a very willing defender, and you're going to have to be play for Shauna Green, but this is a great start to the Shauna Green era to bring in two girls who can come in and provide immediate depth because they really just don't have the numbers right now. Right. Although they're, I mean, they're fine. 
but they don't have the numbers that they need to play the style she wants to play. Yeah. And, and I, I feel like, I feel like, you know, when Shauna Green came to town, she immediately gave the Illini, and this is not right or wrong, but she gave them a credibility on the recruiting trail that they haven't had since maybe the early 2000s. Um, and now all of a sudden you look at a couple players like this and that's all of a sudden Illinois becomes a destination school as opposed to a place that you, oh, I got an offer from Illinois. So if I don't get an offer from somewhere else, I'll be okay. Well, now all of a sudden Illinois is a place that they want the offer from. And uh, I, I can't wait to see these two play. And that's probably it for their class, right? No, it's not, Mike. They're well, not done. What the heck? <laughs> no, it's funny. They, they're planning on adding girls and they're still looking in high school ranks. But they're also looking in the transfer portal. They have some ideas. You know, I think their their goal is going to add some size and another big, a big wing, another big like you know four type player who can stretch the floor and things. Much like the men, they're going to add another you know wing with size. So yeah, the girls are are on the right track though. They return now. Interesting thing about them, they have twelve, um, and I think they return eleven of their twelve, thirteen. They have turned twelve of their thirteen. If they all come back, 12, 11 or 12 of their 13, they have one, you know, fifth year or sixth year, eighth year grad trans, whatever yeah. they are. So they, yeah. they now with COVID, it's hard to keep track, but, but so they, they've got a lot of guys coming back, girls coming back. So they're going to look to add an impact transfer. I think size is important for them. Um, they need some size. They need a six, four, six, five girl who can really score in the post and do some things. But now you, now you've got depth. You're going to have, you know, you can put 10 people who can play, like legit play. Yep. And then you got a couple of girls maybe on the bench who are more projects who can you can develop. And that's what you want, you know, in this, this program, in this style. Yeah, and I, and I think it's interesting because I, I've been, you know, we've been fortunate enough to be able to sit down and talk with Coach Green, you know, more on more than one occasion. And she is one that, I, I got to be honest with you, you know, she got a nice smile and she then and you you think, oh, what a what a nice person, but she's competitive as heck. And and uh uh you, you these people better be really, really careful because you got a coach who's gonna smile from the other the other sideline and she's killing you. Um, you know, she doesn't have she doesn't have the underwood scowl down yet. Um, but 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 like I said, she kind of does it the other way, you know. You kind of think, oh well. You know, she's she's nice, she's friendly, and then all of a sudden, before you know it, you're down 40 to 12. So I yeah. I think this is going to be and, – and, of course, we've had a chance, you know, to talk to assistant coach, you know, and you talk to Calamity. And, and I mean, one of the one of the people who – she actually lives up to her her name and in terms of <laughs> like – in terms of a personality that's, that's fun. And I, I think when, when players play for this staff – they're going to have a lot of fun on top of winning. And I can see where they would be when you put the facilities that Illinois has with, you know, the, the, the new oven um, and you get some W's up there. um, I I can see this, this program turning around and maybe even quicker than we'll, we'll see. It's going to be hard to do, but maybe even, quicker or as quick as coach Underwood turned around the men's program. 
Yeah, I agree. I think that um, the one thing about women and the women's program is, although the competition is, and I, I hate to say this, I don't want to sound bad, but there are a lot of programs that maybe have coaches that have overstayed their welcome. Um, and, and so, because it's not the impact, like, you know, you look at, they fire men's coaches if they don't win enough, like immediately. Right. Right. And, and football's even to another level, you know, they fire yeah. guys after 10, 15 games. So like, ah, oh, yeah, not the right guy. You're out. Yeah. Bye-bye. Here's $30 million go away. So, <laughs> so I, I think the women, they allow them to stick around. So I think it's easier maybe to, to catch up with them. Because, you know, if you can recruit well, and, and that's the key, you have to have players from women's basketball. And Shauna Green's, you know, you mentioned her, you know, she's a, she is, she smiles for the camera, she, a pretty lady, does all this stuff. I'm telling you what, I watched her in practice a couple weeks ago, and, and she was not, there were not pretty things that she was saying. So she was definitely, <laughs> uh, she was definitely, you know, she was getting on these girls. She, she, I mean, she coaches them hard, not, 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 not personal, not belittle. I'm right. don't get there. I'm not saying she's not Bobby Knight or anything, but I mean, she will get on these kids and she really wants them to, to play a certain way and play with a certain effort and energy. And, and, and I think that's what you're going to see from her uh, moving forward. Well, you know, and, and, and she, she didn't come out and say this to me, but, but one of the things she talked about is having high expectations for the team. And I used to have a manager who he would put his hand and he'd say, if you, Mike, if you've ever managed people, and he put his hand right underneath his chin. He said, if you put the bar right here, people will get over the bar. So he said, if the bar is at chin level, they'll achieve at chin, you know, the level of your chin. He Then he put his hand straight up above his head as high as he could reach. And he goes, and if you put the bar way up here, they'll get, they'll achieve that too. So what's better for them and what's better for you? He said, always have high expectations. And I felt like Coach Green has that in mind. The other thing I think that people, and, and you can tell me if I'm wrong on this, but in the women's game, they don't have the infinite wealth of the NBA to shoot for. And so I think some of the women's athletes are a little bit um, wiser than their male counterparts. And this is not just basketball, because they also understand the value of an education from a school like the University of Illinois, because they're not going to make 10 million a year. They're, you know, they're not going to make 50 million a year plus their Nike deal plus their. And so they're actually, when they're looking at a school, they say University of Illinois is a spectacular school. And maybe that means a little more to some of those players. And then you've got this great facility. You've got a great school. And then on top of it, with the Big Ten Network and Big Ten Plus, if you're a parent and you live in Texas or if you live in California and you'd like to watch your daughter play, but in today's economy, you can't afford to go across the country, you can turn on your TV and you can watch your daughter play. What a great place to go to school. And there's a lot of reasons, I think, when you add a great coaching staff, um, I, I really expect this, this program to turn around quickly. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I think that's a you made some great points there, you know, and that's why Gretchen Dolan. It's Harvard and Illinois. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, Harvard's okay too. Not a bad. School. I mean, if you, so, if you, I mean, look, if, if you, you need have a place to go to, to go to school, yeah. I mean, it's either you know Harvard, Southern Illinois, whatever one you pick is is exactly exactly <laughs> can be really they're, successful. <laughs> they're like, well, you know, the whole Harvard. The Southern Illinois thing where people get them confused. I mean, if I had a dollar for every time I had to. Well, Crimson, that. Maroon, <laughs> yeah. 
same <laughs> principle, right? So, um, so, so as you, so you got that, but I do think the facilities, the women's facilities are going to be something that we, we hear recruits talk about. I've already got some stuff from uh, Corey Allen talking about the, the facilities now great there because the women's facilities at oven are just like the men's facilities. They're like a mirror, correct? They are a mirror. And so what happens is most schools don't have that. And so this is something that they go to other schools. They don't see this kind of these facilities. They see women being second class a little bit in some of these other facilities. So I think when you've got a great class and, you know, our great coaching staff, you can use that to your advantage. You've got a great school and, you know, and, and at the end of the day, great facilities. And you mentioned the, I think that's why they can recruit nationally. I mean, they brought in two kids not from Illinois. Now they, they want to recruit Illinois. Don't get me wrong. One of their big targets uh, committed to Mississippi state, Jasmine Brown from Chicago. They really loved her, but you know, they, now they can, they can sell that. Hey, you can't make it. That's okay. Because you can watch this game on, on television. Well, and, and, and I was talking to a AAU coach down here in, in Dallas and he's like, he told me, he goes, Oh, she's a great coach. And the next thing he told me is, you know, if you can get an education like that and go to a school with those facilities. So the word's getting out. And, and the funny thing is Josh Whitman apparently knows what he's doing when he, when he planned how he wanted Oven to look. And it's, it's paying off benefits for both coaching staffs. And that means that the players um, will be better. And then Illini fans will have more fun. So I'm all for, I'm all for this uh, upgrading the facilities. Yeah, I think it's all good. And they've done a great job with that. So, um, you know, that that's pretty much covers basketball. I know we have, uh, you know, I, I was very impressed. And I, I'm going to talk real minor sports real quick. I'm not going to go individual because no one, most of you don't know, but very impressed with the Illinois baseball recruiting class this, this fall and Illinois softball. And I also like, there's a couple of guys on the, that the golf team brought in Mike Small, not shocking because, you know, Illinois golf is like elite, right? couple of guys they brought in who i think are really going to be difference makers for illinois golf so uh, illinois sports programs i mean is there a better time football teams rolling basketball teams rolling don't 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 sleep on the wrestling team either coach poeta is is um you know with that new facility coming all of a sudden now they're they're in the running with the higher level of recruits as well so it, it is a great time to be an illini sports fan yep no doubt so this is uh, so that that's it. Mike Cagley and Brad Surdy, the Illini guys, here talking about uh, signing day 2022, and we don't get to see these guys playing any of these people playing in Illinois uniform for another year. We got to enjoy that what's happening in front of us, but the future looks really bright for the orange and blue. Sturdy for thirty. Thanks for listening. <laughs>